welcome everybody to another live recording of the Linking the Travel Industry podcast where we discuss travel industry news you're talking about on LinkedIn. So with that out of the way, my name is Wayne and I'm one of your hosts today. I am the CEO of Agentivity, where we make it our mission to elevate the serviceability of travel management companies whilst also eliminating the disruption caused by bookings being made in multiple channels. And hello, everybody. I'm Anne. I'm a consultant with Leapshift uh, in the travel and airline industry. I'm happy to help you with anything related to NDC and retail and order distribution. And I also work as an instructor with both IOTA and Aeroclass. We are missing our our jamming sandwich, as we used to Yes. Have. Um, normally, there's a follow-up here by Ashu, then uh, does a very nice roundup, and it normally ends with, and this is linking the travel industry. <laughs> We're going to have to be on our toes here today, and it's going to be uh, important. We uh, yes. remember what he normally says when he rounds things up so nicely for us, isn't it? So there we yeah, go. Yeah, he does. So yes. for those uh, new to today, thank you for joining us and giving us your time. We have a discussion here, really, about uh, industry topics from last week, and we invite you to take part if you want. And we also have a section on linking uh, each other up, which we'll get to. So uh, without further ado, let me just start with uh, my first story from last week, which was a hotel-related story for a change. I'm so delighted that we have a hotel story, but it was just about MGM Resorts International and Marriott Hotels, obviously both in the States. They've announced a new partnership and they're calling it MGM Collection with Marriott Bonvoy. I saw this in a post by Rob Burgess, who if you don't follow him, you should. And he just talked about the fact that this is quite a blow for Hyatt. Um, just a very interesting story there. And I don't know if there's much to discuss there, but it's good news. And I think um, should come should produce some interesting results there, right? I found the numbers just mind-boggling. Wow, yeah. this is huge. So I agree with you that follow Rob Burgess. That's, uh, he writes some some really, really good, excellent posts. Yes. So fascinating numbers, fascinating numbers. And I was thinking of Ash when I thought that this is a blow to Hyatt because yes. isn't Hyatt his number one favorite hotel <laughs> chick? Yes. I'm sure we'll hear about it next week. And my next story was about plans for the UK's first all-electric airline. Apparently, that's coming along quite nicely called uh, EcoJet, so E-C-O-J-E Jet and started by a British businessman and environmentalist, a guy called Dale Vince. Apparently it's on track and it looks good. They've got a picture there in the post. I saw this on the BTN Europe posting. They've got a picture there of the plane. It looks pretty normal to me, right? And it's not some sort of futuristic, you know, strange airplane. It just looks like a normal airplane. It's just got electric engines, that's all. It does look good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing. I mean, all this this progress is just also mind-boggling, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, just a few years back. I mean, now it seems like it's it's cropping up left, right, and centre. But that's excellent news for the UK. It is. Uh, yeah, they don't they can't fly far. It's three hundred miles, but that's plenty for the UK. Mm-hmm. They, they introduced in about a year and a half time. They want to introduce a seventy-seater that will be able to fly further. Mm-hmm. They're in the process of getting their license from the Civil Aviation Authority. And yeah, it looks good. I would certainly try that out if I had the chance. Yes, I would love to. This is where um, Ash would have said, no way, Jose. There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) This was an interesting post that caught my eye. I kind of wanted to ask only now. I mean, there was actually another post as well, the one right after this, which I want to talk about, which also I wanted to say, why only now? But I saw that Carlson Wagon E is introducing WhatsApp support to their customers. So if you are a customer of Carlson Wagon E and you have their WhatsApp business number, you can now engage with them on that. Are you sharing my thoughts there, Anne? Are we asking only why now? 
that was my immediate reaction. I was thinking now uh, hasn't hasn't this been the case for for a long time? And also, I'm su- I'm really surprised that why just WhatsApp? Why did you know? Why not say, oh yeah, we we offer support on Signal or you know whatever different <laughs> channels. Another so another few years, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It was uh, it was a bit strange. Mohit, thank you for joining us. Um, welcome, and you're going to try and help us out with the missing jam here. But um, introduce yourself quickly, and then tell us what are your thoughts on the story. Sure. Good evening, Rian. Hello, everybody. My name is Mohit. I'm one of the regular listeners of this amazing live show. And I also work as a PM for Flight Supply here at Ticket.com in Jakarta. Uh, better late than ever. I could you know, start off with that. Uh, but, you know, for CWT, ever since the leadership changes uh, have happened, I think they've tried to be in the news or they have been in the news. It's a great addition, you know, but as I was saying, you know, uh, after all, they've got this going for them. I think what they're trying to do is to match, you know, what the OTAs offering are. That's what the traditional TMCs have been missing. Mohit, you don't think when they did that SpotNana deal, the guys from SpotNana said, what do you mean you don't offer WhatsApp support? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God, you are still not on WhatsApp. (laughs) Are we in the 90s? So well done though to Carlson's for doing that. My next story is very much the same because my next story was something that also caught my eye. This is Eurostar who's, you know, grabbing the headlines here by saying they're going to offer biometric passport controls at London St. Pancras uh, Station. But it's 2023, isn't it? I mean, shouldn't they be doing this already, Anne, or am I missing something? That was, again, just, you know, exactly my reaction. I was thinking, really? Seriously? I mean, why haven't you been doing this? I mean, I don't understand. Do embrace technology to speed things up. Everyone seems to be complaining that there is stuff shortage, that there were all these problems. Everyone's complaining about problems, problems, problems. But I mean, if you have technical solutions that can help you embrace it, it has to be done, right? Yeah. No, I was I was just very surprised to, to see that they make such a big deal out of it. The next story that caught my eye last week was a post by a guy called Neil Woodliffe. I'm probably not pronouncing his name correctly, but Neil spelled N-E-I-L. This was a very interesting story about um, scammers, basically, putting in false or incorrect uh, listings for airline offices near airports, incorrect phone numbers. Uh, and basically, it works like this. People at an airport are disrupted with flight cancellations, and they, they go to Google, and they look up you know, the airline name. And one of the features of Google is, you know, you can also look up for those uh, places that are near to you. Of course, you're at an airport, so these guys have created these false listings, and they create a listing for Airline X with an incorrect phone number. And when you then phone that number, you are then taken into a tunnel of, uh, you know, incorrect voice and, of course, payment at some point, uh, which goes nowhere. In this post, this guy has revealed how it's happened to himself, and also he started looking up other airlines and how that is rife, that is. There's so many incorrect airline postings around um, some airports. Quite shocking. And, right, it's it's unbelievable this can happen. It is. it is shocking. And I'm not that surprised because I know how big loyalty Ford is, for example. As you know, airline information do a very good job on the Ford conferences and how to prevent fraud. Uh, excellent, excellent job there. It's so big and because we know how hopeless it is to call an airline. So, yes, this is the perfect fraud environment. 
Sadly, yeah. you should be able to use your app, right? You know, obviously, people traveling very infrequently or just on a leisure deal or mm. you know, once mm. in a while, etc. It's very easy to fall for the sort of scam, especially if the if the party or the other yeah. is knowledgeable yes. and you know able to help you. So basically, the, the the scenario is you look at the queue at the airport desk and you go, oh no, mm. I'm going to somewhere. When you do get through, you're so relieved. So you know, all those mm. emotions work together by making you not necessarily question uh, the situation. Mm. So um, very shocking. But it, there is technology to solve the queues at the airport as well, right? You, <laughs> again, you just really, disruption is one of those things that you should clearly focus on because that is what matters most to, to customers. This is something we talked about, I think, at least, you know, seven or eight uh, shows ago, if not more. Um, and this is that Boeing is very likely now to set up their final production line in India. And given all the orders, etc. when we talked about this, we did say that that might be one of the demands being added by those who are ordering these aircraft. So again, obviously, it adds extra job creation in those markets. But that seems to be confirmed now with um, this post that I saw. It still says planning, but I mean, it, it looks quite official now. And um, I saw this in a post um, by Rudy Horn from United, but it was actually posted on a website called 100knots.com. So, and we were quite right, right? I mean, it was, it's fairly logical this is going to happen. Very logical. But India is the perfect, perfect location for them. It makes perfect sense. Final production line, we literally mean this is sort of the finishing touches, right? This is the sort of mm-hmm. plane can fly yeah. there, but they're going to add the seating and the incline and that sort of stuff. Final assembly line is just the start. I think both Airbus and Boeing at the moment have tremendous, uh, you know, orders on the defense side. And, you know, this will pave the way for the civil aviation manufacturing, hopefully. Uh, you know, as I said earlier in one of uh, these live sessions, very interesting time for Indian side. So um, we do this uh, event not just to share news, but also to link the industry, as we say. So uh, for those joining us uh, on a regular basis, we really, really appreciate that. Of course, for those joining us today as well, giving us your time, we really appreciate it. We do have an event, uh, a feature in this uh, show called uh, The Link of the Week. And our link this week is somebody called Shibu Joseph, spelled S-H-I-B-U. You can see him there on the audience. Shibu, thank you for being a regular listener. You are with Blue Ribbon Bags, and um, you've got decades of experience in the industry. So I'm connected to Shibu, and if you are not, please try and connect to him and um, you know say hi. That is our link of the week. Shibu, thank you for, again, being a regular attendee. My next story, again, positive news from Flight Center or the Flight Center Group, if you want. They're pretty much on track to hit almost half a billion dollars in turnaround in 2023. So the number is $483 million in turnaround is their projection for the 2023 financial year. Really good news. Um, Good news for them and obviously good news for the industry. But it's nice to see that positive story, right, Anne? Yes, yes, of course. I mean, that's fantastic. It's just fantastic numbers. Uh, yeah. It's it's really interesting right now because I think either you will see really amazing numbers. I heard the result of Ryanair this morning and it's just staggering. It's mind-boggling. It's an amazing profit. It's far beyond expectations. Here we're seeing uh, Flight Center with really good numbers. So there are yeah. those clearly doing a very good job in the industry. Yeah. There's a story about Turkish Airlines rebranding one of the existing low-cost carrier subsidiaries. I, I struggle to pronounce the names. I know that's why they've changed it, right, Anne? But it was... What? How do you pronounce that? 
I have no idea, but I was okay. also struggling. It was Anadulu Jet. Anadulu Jet. That's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? So no wonder they're rebranding. Yes. So now they're going to just call it a jet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, no, that's, that's not a joke for those in the audience. That's true. That is the actual name, a jet. <laughs> Actually, a pretty good name. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in the first one. want to uh, find by... a jet. Let's yes. go to a jet. Yes. <laughs> So there we go. So that's um, obviously again somebody sitting there recording it. What? No, we think we can we can do better. So, but those were the stories on my list from uh, week twenty nine and the, the sort of headlines that caught my attention. I want to go back to something we talked about in week twenty eight about two weeks ago, and this is where I'm really shattered that um, Ash is not on the show because this was his favorite topic, um, and this was about the Japan Airlines closed rental story and that you posted about and also um alex what you posted about this as well and we said at the time it's uh, we're going to wonder about the logistics and how this is going to work and so you know much to the delight of us i'm going to tell him now i found out that the company behind it is a company called anywhere anywhere dot store and the where is spelled you know the first where is spelled like Close you where, so W-E-A-R, and the second where in that is, you know, where you're going, so W-H-E-R-E, so it's anywhere, anywhere, not store is the website. Absolutely brilliant, very simple concept, they kept it really simple, they've got um, sort of seasonal you know, type clothing. So whether you're going in the summer or the winter, you can combine three, four, or five types, you know, of, of stuff. Of course, you have to take your own underwear. This is just sort of trousers and, you know, shirts, etc. You know, we ask questions there and about logistics, how it's going to work, etc. That's all on that website. Brilliant to see it's in place. It's not just a, an idea by Japan Airlines. You can actually do this already. I think they might even send you stuff to, to try, etc. And you basically receive it at your hotel that you're going to and you leave it there again. And if you're staying private or at an Airbnb, there are predefined collection points or drop-off points for these things all over Japan. So that's the logistics behind it. And we were wondering, right? Yes, we were. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I, I love the name. Yes. I love the clever. name. I, I, I just love the name. Yes. It's incredible. Very clever. Close eye yeah. on that one. I would, would love to sort of follow the... Not just that, and I'm going to try it. I, can I said this to us, and I will. I'm going to definitely try it, and I'll let you guys know. Those were the stories from my side. And did you have any extra stories or anything else that caught your eye? Something that caught my eye this week, and that's actually posted. I thought that was pretty interesting. It was posted by uh, a gentleman that I'm not connected to, Ali Raza, but that Saudi is now ranked number two in the world for AI. And that's from a Stanford report saying that Saudi Arabia is the second most positive and optimistic country about AI technology right after China. And um, I thought that was that was very, very interesting. And it's a bizarre thing to be saying. How do they measure that? Yeah, how do they measure that? But it's uh, the, the the post is is um, very interesting. Um, you know, it's all about what the people in Saudi are saying and what the understanding is. And I assume that um, the report is also available there. I also know that the UAE is very, very big on AI and especially metaverse, really interesting stuff coming out of that part of the world. And from my side, I just want to thank you for being there, also for my hits. And of course, to those in the audience joining us today, and especially a shout out to Shibu for being on Link of the Week. Thank you for giving us your time. Uh, yes, thank you, everyone. And a special shout out to Shibu, of course. 
I believe that Ash always says that the the podcast is available on businesstravel360.com. He says something about <laughs> if it's not convenient for you to be here and all that sort of stuff, then remember. Yes. Anyway, Ash, in, in all fairness, Ash does a brilliant job of turning this session into a really nice uh, podcast. And he's got a few others there as well. Yes. So if you haven't checked it out, go to businesstravel360.com and uh, find yourself a nice podcast to listen to. This was Linking the Travel Industry.